0: am i ready to go yep are you sure the system
1: is armed are you positive uh well i mean we I'm might negative. be negative but i'm not 100 percent sure hello so.
0: everyone and welcome to soccer rangers in space i'm john i'm the silver ranger
2: i'm cole i'm the green ranger
1: i'm robert i'm the red ranger
2: and
3: i'm tyler i'm the black ranger the and sexy I'm... one, the captain, the all allman guard, all about all you all now, and oh, the person still... who would
2: counteract all of that is not here this week. You're still captain.
3: <laughs> I can be captain.
2: We I can am all the be captain. captain now. Now. He's the stowaway. I'm the
1: captain now.
2: And... He's, the, he's the plucky stowaway that eventually John... will go and win over everybody. And John, the way you said that reminds me of pigs in space from the from the Muppet Show. That was the best one. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> are in talking today. What are
0: we
1: talking about, guys? Movies! Movies! Great we movies. We talk about movies a lot. I know, but we want to go and talk about a different kind of movie. A movie type that, for a long time now, has been... Well, shit. It used to be the best. Then it became The Questionable. Then it became the best again. Then it became Absolute Shit. And now it's slowly ascending itself to...
2: Arguably a more exciting slate of films than its competitor.
1: What the hell was that?
2: That was my phone. My sorry. I was putting on vibrate and it Ah. just allowed me to go through.
1: (laughs) Okay. It's just like, that's not a DC movie noise. (laughs) You know, I'm expecting something more along the lines of. (laughs) Come on. Yes. We're going to talk about DC movies because you know what I got to see on preview night. Shazam. And fuck. It's amazing. Like, really? It, it is dumb fun. That is the best way that I can describe it. It's not it's a weird film because quite honestly, if I were to describe the entirety of the plot, it just sounds dumb. It shouldn't so, work even as a comic book movie.
2: But that's what it seems like ever since I've seen the every single commercial I've seen for this for this show for this movie, it's just like young kid gets superpowers. What do I do to figure it out? I know, let's punch shit and figure out if that's what it did. if I get super stark.
3: Sounds like a movie from the 90s. It, yeah.
1: Really, it kind of does. It's got that late 80s, early 90s feel about it in terms of what the content is like. But the good news is all of the advancements in both technology as well as uh, directorial styles carry through on this one. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of... I was having like Bumblebee moments watching this because... I still stand by though, Bumblebee was absolutely awesome. Um, I actually would even put Shazam a little bit of a notch above Bumblebee. But whereas Bumblebee felt like an 80s movie, you know, it felt like a John Hughes movie with robots. It's uh, kind of the way I've categorized this one or that one. This one, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just it's the movie that you can watch as an adult and you'll feel like you're eight years old again. It's okay. just such a wild trip it's a fun ride uh it has a couple of little things about it uh the the villain is you know like a lot of superhero movies the villain is not the best not the worst seems like more just a story motivator um but i can go and say that about 80 percent of the marvel movies too so you know
2: yeah that's very true
1: yeah that's uh, there's been very few hellas or uh thanoses that really go and manage to take over and really command their screen time. I, just, uh,
0: mm-hmm. I remember the first trailer I saw for Shazam, which just sold me on it was when he's with his villain and his villain is like halfway across the city. Mm-hmm. And he's like, are you doing your like villain speech? You do realize I can't hear you halfway across the city. Oh my God. The, and from, those, those and those I haven't, I have not seen the movie yet, mm-hmm. but something that, that I always loved about Shazam and like young justice did a good job with this wishes Shazam was even though he takes on the body of an adult he's still incredibly immature and acts like a child mm-hmm. and from what i've seen this actor has done a good job doing that
3: i uh zachary levy mm-hmm. who's uh i really like him because he was chuck and mm-hmm. he was uh he was a uh, uh, um uh flynn rider in tangled
1: mm-hmm. oh. I mm-hmm. like him. He's a funny yeah. guy. Yes, and he was the most forgettable character from the Thor movies. Mm. He, he wasn't even in Thor two. He, yeah. he was. He was. He was one, one of the Dark Warriors World. three.
3: <laughs> yes, he was really he good. Was? At Dark World. Yeah, yeah, he
2: was. No he's the
3: blonde like, uh, uh blonde Oh, he's like the, ooh, guy.
2: I, I hit on you, that type, that guy. The one that likes lots of women. I remember that one now.
3: Um, so, I not even like lots of women. I, I, don't, I don't even, I don't,
2: I don't remember all that much. Just just he's
3: blonde haired guys and goes, oh, yeah, he's just, just fucking on women. But he's
1: Devonair, that's the that's the word I would. Yeah, describe. I mean, he was definitely the best looking of the warriors. wasn't he three, Wasn't but...
2: he like the Norse like Fabio type thing? Like, I, he, he loved his looks. He loved he loved his looks or something he like just, that. He just,
3: just he just looked fabulous. He looked dapper. He was quite the dude, if you will. So, but not
2: the yeah. dude. Yeah, not not the no, dude.
3: no, not the <laughs>
0: dude. Mm-hmm. No, but...
1: <laughs> so,
0: who out there can make the claim to fame of being in both DC and Marvel? I mean, there's a
2: handful of people, but not Just many. a
0: handful, but not many.
2: Isn't there like contract rules about that? <laughs> I, the, no, no, they killed him off in uh, the
1: MCU. So, yeah, there's no yeah. conflict of interest there.
3: He died in Ragnarok.
1: Yep. Yeah. And rather unceremoniously. I mean, you know, he opened up the Bifrost and Hella came through and he was the first one that got hit with a sword in the chest.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, they didn't, they didn't I have. Feel- I feel like I'm supposed to be sad about this, and yet for some reason I'm kind of cheering about it. They didn't have much. They lay. They like killed all. They, they of literally. Them. She walks in and just. They're all dead. The executioner is the only one left. It
0: was a yeah. good way of setting the mood, though. Getting faints out I, there.
3: I think that was the point. Yes, because in in Dark World they had a lot more lines, and you're starting to see a lot bit more of their character, and you're like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. And like, I didn't remember that until like I recently rewatched Dark World and so I, it's fresh in my mind, but seeing Thor Ragnarok, I think about that now, I'm like, oh, they just they just got it, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah,
1: the real snap. Hell, i just going and whipping out them swords. Just, that was brutal. There was no humanity to that one. Mm-hmm.
3: But she was also really charismatic about it, too. Oh, my God. Like, I, I oh.
1: loved her in that movie, for the record. Like, we're not talking yeah. about Marvel. We're talking yeah, about yeah. DC. Yes, <laughs> we're talking about DC. We're talking about Shazam. Uh, <laughs> Zachary Levy was okay. awesome. He was born to go and play this role. I know that that's been said a lot, but yes. Oh my god. He he acts like a 12-year-old, and it's so
2: endearing. I loved it. Okay, so when I first saw the very first trailer for this, Mm -hmm. um, there was a couple of things that stood out to me.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. It was like, okay, it was like makes sense. Okay, he's figuring out his superpowers. and But they immediately broke the tension within about 15 seconds Mm -hmm. of, say my name, what is it, Shazam? Really? <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> well, so, yeah, I think they're making fun of that, but like his name wasn't Shazam. To mm-hmm. If you want to know the lore about uh, Shazam, uh, I'm talking about was, the
2: trailer. But yeah, you I know. know. Yeah,
3: yeah. But here's the lore of Shazam. Is yes, yes. Was, let's
2: lay captain. it on us brother <laughs> it was
3: actually captain marvel was the yep. name of that character yeah. and then they let that lapse and then as marvel did as they do cuz they're kind of actually they're kind of like the assholes lot who get the second part where they just steal all the <laughs> ideas uh that's marvel i don't know i don't know what's happened this time why dc yeah. didn't have i guess dc did start with movies first and they were long but uh, marvels ahead on them for some weird reason so What they did, they then stole the Captain Marvel so they couldn't use it anymore. And so they had to like come up with a new name for him. So he was still, I believe, was still called Captain Marvel, but they couldn't call him that.
2: Here's the problem. Because Shazam has been been part of that, the arc. It's just always been the activation word. Yeah. It's the thing with
1: the Captain Marvel situation is that they let their cop or their trademark lapse on it. Yeah. Mm, So now it's technically in the public domain. Anybody Mm -hmm. can be Captain Marvel. They started using the name Shazam in the 80s, uh, largely because, well, let's be honest, it was kind of a radical time at that point. They were trying different things in the marketing. That's where Deathstroke the Destroyer came from and all that.
0: Deathstroke the Terminator.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They they did so much weird rebranding, renaming, trying out different things through that period of time. And Shazam actually stuck. And I think largely because they changed the nature of Shazam. You know, it went from Captain Marvel being, you know, this kid that turns into this serious adult to being this kid who turns into a kid looking like an adult. So they changed a lot of the mentality on there and they made him a real heart of a lot of the you know extended Justice League stuff, whether it was the Bruce Tim uh, Justice League Unlimited series where they actually used him as kind of an interesting moral compass in a backwards way, as Superman was becoming very hardened and very cold with Lex Luthor running for president, and Billy Batson being part of the Justice League now as Shazam, uh, being asked by the media and making comments that are very counter to what Superman believes. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, I think it's great. Even guy like Lex Luthor is you know, turning around and running for president, and I, I just think it's great. It's like, ooh, mm. this is... This is interesting because he's taking a very naive approach to the world as a child in this role would doesn't fully understand the nature of people and how somebody like Lex Luthor never changes. That stuff's interesting. Or in the Injustice or the first Injustice game, which was awesome Mm -hmm. in the alternate world. I mean, they straight up kill him because he's still got a moral compass when everybody else loses it. Mm hmm he's an interesting character. And I think that the name change actually worked. What confuses me though, is that they used to call him captain Marvel and he has two adopted siblings that eventually gain some of the power, Mary Marvel and the, uh, yeah, I'm not going to, it's not a spoiler. Then there's no, there's no lead up to this or anything like that. Had to, the kid that's on the crutches also gets some of the Shazam power eventually. And he goes and takes up the title of captain Marvel. <laughs> Which is really confusing. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things where it's like, okay, Marvel, you know, took the name Captain Marvel and used it twice because there's Marvel and Marvel, because that works for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but arguably made more with the name than what DC ever could, and yeah. DC just decided to go in a different direction with the name that was already there the whole time. Even if it does confuse you with a you know bad Shaquille O'Neal movie. So yeah. Uh sorry.
3: <laughs> I don't know where to talk about. I
1: don't yeah, know where no, to go that's... with that, man.
3: You yeah. you say it's bad, but Shaquille O'Neal, come on.
1: Yeah. I... <laughs>
3: it's cool. It's that's it's really good.
1: fun, but it is a relic of the good. time. It is oh my god, you film. still have
3: to you still gotta watch it though. It's oh so... it's
1: it's I recommend it for anybody that grew up in the nineties to go back and watch it. Cause yeah. it is I w- I remember enjoying it as a kid, watching it as an adult. I'm enjoying it for a completely opposite Shazam. reason.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, at least it was still I'm
1: flashbacks. Flashbacks. Yeah. flashbacks. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, Shazam is absolutely awesome. I don't know what the hell is going on in comic book movies right now, but God freaking damn it. Everything is new again. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for Captain Marvel, which is almost an Iron Man rehash. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. I, I, I know that's a little bit of a reach on there. I just mean it yeah. kind of stepped back in the formula versus it was really starting to go and get experimental it, and changing a lot.
3: It was another intro movie. Yeah. it was Just, just like, another
1: origin film. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Just like Black Panther and, uh,
1: Dr Str- uh, Strange kind of were. It, even like, Black Panther I'd put in a little bit of a different category because even then they made a really compelling villain that actually was able to further the plot and became a focal point of the story, not just being the antagonist that pushes the main counter
3: uh, uh, counter 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 argument? Uh, counter argument? Yeah. It was another thing of the good guy fighting himself again.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Also I feel mm-hmm. like origins like origin movies I think are needed especially for characters like uh Black Panther that a lot of people either don't remember or aren't familiar with because like people I'm sure all of us knew who Black Panther was right
3: mm-hmm. Well that's the, the thing you, you he norm- like, he showed up in Civil War so you True. already had an introduction to him and then Inter- yeah the,
0: the then was the introduction with. of Laconda and stuff like that but also we don't need to see an origin story to Batman for like the 10th time No I, Everyone um, and their mother knows why Batman is Batman. I, yeah, Batman the one, and
3: Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, it's the mm. one thing that I will give 100% credit to with Batman versus Superman. Thank God they didn't feel the need to go 100% into that backstory and go and labor us through it. It was done in like two seconds. They built it into the credit sequence, for God's sakes. Yeah, yeah because we don't need the rehash. Just if you got to have it, Make it as quick as possible. Make it as painless as possible. Quick, sweet,
0: simple to the point. That's the way it should be.
1: That's just it. I mean, like Batman Begins did a good job because it didn't focus solely on that. It used it as a story motivator. But even then, with that franchise, you know, with that trilogy becoming as prolific and as well-selling as it did, you don't need to touch that origin story again, guys. I mean, seriously, Everybody and their grandma knows Batman's origin story at this point. see year one. from now, the new kids will need it. But
0: We've seen the origin story so many times, there might as well be action figures of it.
1: Oh my God. God right? All of us. It, it's just the fact that like,
3: at what age we are, is we saw the ones from the 80s and 90s, which was origin <clears> stories. <throat> and then we saw these ones in the 2000s that were also origin stories. So uh, if you're in our age range, then it's been... We are just I, all in I that. can think
1: of at least four times that I've seen this. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Four times. Yeah. They, did they ever do the origin stories in the uh, animated series? Yeah, Batman, yeah. the
1: animated series, they did it.
3: And then what about the second animated series? Did that yeah. too.
1: Yep, did it there too. Actually, if we go and count Justice League, then we saw it three times there in animated form.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, heck, it also showed up in The Brave and the Bold, and it showed up in... Oh,
1: my God, you're right. No, I've seen it like ten times. And it
0: showed up in Beware the Batman. So it's been in almost every single animated uh, Batman flick.
1: No, and the one place that they did it... The one place they've been clever with it... God, it still makes me feel weird saying this, because it's a compliment to something I hate. Teen Titans go to the movies. That was the best origin sequence I have ever seen for Batman. Because the Teen Titans don't just set it up so that it happens. They go and give Martha Wayne her pearls, too. Hmm. They straight Hmm. up are the antagonists that kill Martha and Jonathan Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even nah. if there's nothing else in that movie Watch that scene <laughs> You will be laughing It is morbid I don't know how that got in there But damn it, I love that scene
3: <laughs> I have not seen the movie for Teen Titans I, I, Teen Titans yeah. goes to movies
1: I, I hate oh, yeah. saying this But I recommend it
3: It sounds, I saw one trailer from it and I thought it was hilarious where Batman was chasing them and they keep blowing up his things and he keeps getting onto a smaller, smaller vehicle. And he's just on a scooter, just like a pedal scooter, or a bat pedal scooter. He's chasing him like, oh, whatever this movie is, that is a brilliant joke. And if every joke is as that brilliant, I will
1: love that movie. Two two thirds of the movie is that funny. One third of the movie is painful.
0: Uh, (laughs) You mean the parts with Slade Wilson?
1: No, those are some of the best parts.
0: I thought no, it was they, not, they did a good job with Slade Wilson.
1: Oh my god, having Will Arnett cast in that role was absolutely brilliant. Like, Zach, like Zachary Levy as Shazam, perfect casting choice. Not the Slade that I know from you know the first animated Teen Titans, but damn it, if they did not go and give me one just as interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I hate recommending this, but uh, see Shazam first. Because everybody's gonna like that. Teen Titans go to the movies. If you can get past the fact that Teen Titans go, it it actually is a fun film. I I'm ashamed to admit I Wait. even own it.
3: Wait, was you said uh, Will Arnett was Wade Wilson in that movie? Slate, 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 Wilson. Slate Wilson. Oh god, fucking, yeah. they're the same character. Yeah. No. Because <laughs> uh, wasn't he also Batman in Lego Batman?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, He's the voice of everything in DC now. <laughs> god.
3: He's just he's just all on. that's one they didn't do. They didn't do or did they? Did they do his uh Lego Batman? Did they do his uh parents dying? I don't think they did. Uh,
1: they they didn't show us the parents dying, but he got a song about dead parents. <laughs> that's okay, that's that's better. That's yeah, I'll take that one. At least it's different. Yeah. Different. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Pearls. Just pearls and just I I know it. I can yeah, I can exactly. Read that. Yeah,
0: exactly, <laughs> yeah. Marfa,
1: <laughs>
0: I cannot. Oh. T- after seeing, if you have you guys ever seen, um, how it should have ended?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So after seeing how it should have ended for Batman versus Superman, I cannot take that scene seriously oh, anymore.
1: Were you able to take that scene seriously in the first place? <laughs> Heck
0: no. It's it's weird. Out of, it's out of all degetous. the things, out of all the things to stop Batman, I, probably yeah. one of the most stoic, well trained. Fighters in the Justice League that stops him.
3: You said Martha? That's my mom's name. Who's <laughs> name? Yeah,
1: I just oh I I don't know. I, there I know we've ragged on this movie a lot, but I, I just have to ask the question, what is it with Zachary Snyder? And just how off track he can get? Just I still every, it doesn't matter if it's that weird scene with the goat-headed guy and, uh... Oh, God, the uh, the emperor, the Persian, uh... Oh, God, what the hell is his name? Why is my name... Uh, Xerxes? Yes, yeah, Xerxes. Thank you! Oh, my I, I, I God. Got, I got you. I got you back, man. Yeah, oh, I appreciate please. that. Yeah, no, no. There, there's that weird scene in Xerxes tent with the goat man and the weird harem stuff and the hunchback. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. any time that, you know... Dr. Manhattan is going and flinging his dick around in Watchmen. Uh,
3: Every bit of Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Okay, that's another one. That's fair. I think that's an acid trip one, though. Yeah, I
1: I, I enjoyed that movie, but it is so Zack Snyder. Uh, 60% of Justice League... um, Sixty yes. percent, <laughs> yes.
3: And the other forty percent was the funny parts, I guess. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, or um, you know, every pretentious scene in Man of Steel. Just what is it with this guy? And not what is it with him having this moment that even even when it's not a great film, like Batman versus Superman, has really bad parts, but at least. I was watching it. At least I was engaged
0: mm-hmm. all the
1: way up until that point. And then as soon as that Martha thing comes up, it's just like, well, fuck now I need to bring up everything that's bad about this movie. That's been irking me the entire time. It's a, I know. can't even get through the film now. You, and, know. you know, it's right before the awesome wonder woman scenes, which are the best part of the film. It
3: bothers me. Cause there's also so much other stuff that's like so faithful that I really liked. Yeah. But then it's just like, how do you do that? But then, the other stuff, it just like it's like you dropped. I
1: don't know. Ugh. Yeah, no, you you, uh, mean, you understand. I this do. Is what I'm talking about. It's so confusing because there's there is certain elements of him that are a great director and a great producer, and then just these dumb moments come up, and it can be enough to go and at least derail part of a movie for you. Like every time I see that scene in 300, it's like. This doesn't even work with the way that you've been directing the film. The points of focus that you've had all the way through. You're just cutting off one scene. It feels like almost abruptly just to have this, you know, harem tent scene that ultimately doesn't serve anything to the plot that we couldn't have figured out another way. Mm -mm. It's almost like he had that scene in his mind
3: way before anything else. And then the rest of the stuff started coming together and then he still wanted to put it in there, but it didn't quite fit. But he still just went, yeah. And then it's there.
1: That, that actually kind of makes sense. That might be it. Because, I, I
0: mean, watching 300, I enjoyed great parts of it. Yeah. No, it's I, like it's just that, and then some parts just didn't seem to fit. Yeah. Like you said, with the tent scene or like, I don't know, but I liked big parts of it. And then. Some parts yeah. just fell out of place, like the giant yeah. elephants or like the weird executioner with the bladed arm. Yeah. yeah. That you only see once.
3: Yeah. Hmm. No, there's,
1: Oh, hmm. uh, were those in the comic though? They probably were in the comic, but the I'm immortals like... were. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's one of those ones where having not, not read the comic in a long time, I honestly can't say on how faithful it was. I feel like it kept the spirit right, but wasn't necessarily, you know, accurate to the rest, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because mm. I think if you follow something too closely, you run the risk of having, like, Beauty and the Beast happening again. Because that movie said nothing new, and it couldn't live up to its original animated counterpart. I think especially changed, in the comic book adaptation, it. it
3: changed some scenes. Some <laughs> minors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the either. one
1: legitimate improvement was LeFou who was the definition of a '90s sidekick. I like that they gave him more depth and dimension, oh, and yeah, they yeah. started to with Gaston with the whole war backstory, and they never capitalized on it.
3: Mm. No, it's
1: like that—that that could have been used either for great humor or taken in a completely different direction. Used to actually go and give him some humanity but still be an unrepentant villain. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of little things they could have done to go and improve that film and add more to it. But instead, it's just...
3: Yeah, it felt like... A, I guess that, that line just sounds like a continuity thing. It's like, oh, which place where this actually was? Where like the historians would be like, actually, this was taking place at this part in this type of France. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. But,
0: but the truth of the question is this. Is Gaston really the villain? Um... I don't I, know, he's, he's, he's more like a guy That no one's ever said no to And I mean in your shoes what would you do If you saw a giant monster living in your back door
1: I That's something actually I've thought about a few times Because unlike a lot of the other Disney villains You know the big ones that you think of Whether it's Maleficent Ursula, Hades I don't put Gaston in the same category as no, that. He's, he's an antagonist no, yes, yes but he's not really a villain No he's no. not Like in some respects He's actually the hero of the story if you go and flip it on its side.
2: Yep. It's like, uh, oh, the
1: inventor's a kook. His daughter, historically speaking, is being irrational and nutty. Should just go and sit down and have kids, you know, speaking to historical context and all that. Yep. Suddenly, you go and introduce, you know, we think that she's just gone. The inventor might have killed her for all we know. We have no idea where she's been for weeks to months. And then suddenly you're introduced to there's a monster, there's a demon, there's a beast, and it's taken over her mind. And in the big castle over the hill. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Right it's in
0: their backyards.
1: Like, yeah, you could almost make an argument in the opposite direction. You shouldn't, because we see on how bad of a guy he actually is, but he's not a villain, Mm-mm. just an antagonist.
3: No, no, yeah. He's uh, the same thing with. Uh, um, What's his name in Tarzan? Oh, Clayton. Clayton. Yes. where it is just it's the one of those characters that is not like the mastermind evil villains they're just they he's are just, just bad he, guys really. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, no. And it, I, he actually I at least would say he falls into the category of a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gaston, he's an egotist, an idiot, and an asshole. But I can't say that he ever did anything. And granted this is one thing that they did change a little bit in the live action. I can't say he did anything in the original that made him like worthy of ki- or of dying. Mm. Clayton, it, on the other
2: hand, uh, okay, there
1: there were some ethics issues. He was poaching hmm. and he locked up
0: his
2: crew. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. th- I can still still I think I can still consider him a bad guy. Yeah, Gaston. Well, he was doing no 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 no. no, no. I'm talking
1: Clayton. You... Oh, Clayton, oh, no, Clayton, Clayton is, is, definitely... Clayton is a bad agreeing. guy.
3: We're already yeah. agreeing that. Yeah. Um, but Gaston is like, yeah, he's just doing what. Any good town folks person he's would
2: in, do. But at the same a, time, he's also a bit of an asshole. Oh Grabbed yeah, a torch and pitchfork,
0: oh, chase it out of town.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: Back in Florence, in that area, usually the towns were ruled by a lord or a wealthy family.
2: Yeah. For me, in my opinion, Gaston is just an asshole with an over-inflated ego. No one ever said no to him. Yeah. No, yeah. You're, you're right
0: on that.
3: I have no reason to. He's so, he strong and attractive.
0: Yeah. Bringing it back to D.C. Yes.
1: <laughs> no. Okay.
0: Sorry. Are yeah, you I mean... guys familiar? Have you guys heard anything
1: about the Deathstroke movie? Hmm? Yeah, well, it, it's kind of uh, the D.C. movie slate's gotten a little bit weird. And I, I know that uh, Cole wanted to talk about the uh, trailer that dropped a few days ago. Well, teaser trailer that dropped a few days ago.
2: Because this Pretty is the long weird... trailer for a teaser.
1: Yeah, I know. But they're calling it a teaser trailer. <laughs> like yeah. that's warner brothers thing they're calling this a teaser
2: trailer and, and it's, it's almost te- five bloody minutes long yeah like
1: yeah it's and
3: it's a good teaser
1: too <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> I, I still haven't seen it so i
1: i you you might want to go and check out for a minute and watch it because um i i it, it looks very interesting I here remember, i'll share
2: it? it with you real quick here i can find it i'll watch it.
1: Yeah.
3: About it yeah yeah here because wait. Do we want to do a live watch? Something I'm, we haven't ooh. done since season 1? I'm Let's going to say no just oh, because
1: yeah. we have to go and worry a little bit now that we're on Spotify. We need to worry about monetization.
3: <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm going to I will I will I will zone out. Yeah. You guys talk among yourselves.
1: Yeah. No, cuz um the DC movie slate has changed pretty massively cuz I mean number 1 Wonder Woman was legitimately a huge hit and did very well, both critically and at the box office. Mm -hmm. Justice League comes out about six months later and it doesn't do terrible in the box office, but it's still critically panned and doesn't really make a splash. Yes. And I think there's a good reason why, because it just felt like they were rushing to go and establish this You know, interconnected universe, this DC extended universe, as they've officially titled it. And they didn't do any of the groundwork to set things up. So, starting with Aquaman, and you know, Aquaman benefited from being just barely into production and having so many CG elements built into the film that they were able to change course very quickly. They decided to just soft reboot the whole damn thing. Like, Wonder Woman is canonical. Justice League might still be canonical, but we don't know for sure. Batman versus Superman, also in the same sort of situation. Man of Steel, same situation. Sounds like we're losing Henry Cavill. Still has not officially been confirmed by Warner Brothers yet. I would not be surprised. I I, I know that he has not enjoyed it. Um and you know, Batfleck finally said that he's out, which <laughs> hallelujah. But is uh,
0: yeah, weird, it's, Is it weird to say that?
1: I actually liked Ben Affleck's Batman. Well, let me ask you this. Did you like him in Justice League but not in Batman versus Superman? I liked him in Justice League. Yeah, I I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Um
2: The first My sorry, okay. I just wanted to jump in really quick. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I liked the look of Batfleck. <laughs> I did as soon but as soon as he opened his mouth
1: yeah that's where
2: the trouble was for me. Like the suit looked cool. looked it was good. It was a nice readaptation mm-hmm. yeah, no, then I, he opened his mouth,
1: yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that, particularly with the first or particularly with Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I will say, and I think this was definitely a benefit from the, you know, fourth quarter director's change for Justice League. Some mm-hmm. of the scenes that they shot separately in the reshoots and with the rewrites to the script that were done after Zack Snyder had to leave after his son's death and all that stuff. Uh, horrible situation. Just want to say that and feel very sorry for the Snyder family. Uh, but when they had the directorial change and they did the reshoots, they put a lot of emphasis on his character and his relationships with the others. Mm-hmm. And that I think actually helped in a lot of respects in cementing him as being a better Batman because they finally weren't writing him like this dark asshole. They were writing him more as a guy who was really motivated to try to to be better, to save the world, to make yeah, her to go the, and set up something.
2: You know? The thing that I've always had issues with with all, ba- all the Batman films, every single one mm-hmm. of them, is that the way I've always seen Batman is like ever since like through, like through the cartoons, through everything that I've read is that Batman himself is someone who suffered through his early life and decided because he could, that nobody was there to help him other than he didn't want someone else to go through the same thing. But because of that, he he's also extremely paranoid. And so, not well, not paranoid, but he's always ready for every single opportunity, every single situation. Yeah. And so, no matter who you are, good or bad, there's always, going he'll always have a plan to deal with you. Like, just like, I fully expect, like, like for example, um, the Justice League, for example. Mm-hmm. In the canonical, like, comics and stuff like that, and also other and, and and cartoons and stuff he has a plan on how to take out every mm-hmm. single league member mm-hmm. he has a lead line box with kryptonite in it he has whatever John's weakness was he has like something for every single person As w- and he's ready just in case something happens
0: mm-hmm. makes sense he even has a plan for himself in case he went rogue
2: and then he has someone to go do that pro- to take care of it.
0: Yeah. In the comics, the original ones, wasn't it? Wasn't it Batman? Superman that gave
2: him the kryptonite. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. Um. But because I I think that's the way it did because there was something going on with Superman at the time and Batman it came out of the Batcave with this chunk of kryptonite and everyone's like, why the fuck do you have kryptonite? And he was like, well, it's in, I have, I've had it because in, just in case something like this happened. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I have one for it. And they find out that they have a plan for every single one of the, That was literally a storyline. Um, I think that was like a Brainiac episode. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things where you're like, like, and then you look at the newer films and they're like, well, obviously they haven't introduced any of these other people. But they're like they took out that that preparedness and they took out that, well, not paranoia, but more like it's it's, it's
3: the investigative mind being paranoid.
2: Yeah. Well, they've replaced it with par- yeah, it's it's paranoia. Yes, but they but it's turned in such a way. It's it's the investigative mind that that Batman was built around, and being prepared for every situation. Ah, uh, so it's more because he's and- not the classic detective. Yeah, they took away his detective, Mm -hmm. and they turned him into an avenger, and that's fucking it. Like, there's no prep. It's just like, well, here's my shit. I'm gonna go out there and kick some ass, and I'll and I can do some some uh some little bit of like, if I need to figure something out, I'll do it. I'll get it. I'll get to it eventually. Where unlike if you look at the original guys, like there's a reason he has a supercomputer. Yeah, (laughs) like. No, no it's, a
3: supercomputer would figure anything out. Though back in the Adam West days, he'd be like, "I can't figure it out." Supercomputer, do do, 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 do. Yep. He's at the old warehouse. And
0: yeah. also, also, he doesn't have a Robin that could solve any riddle for him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No matter how ridiculous. Gee,
2: Wilkers. <laughs>
1: Golly gee, Batman.
0: Another weird thing. It's like also compared to the um... holy rusted metal that <laughs> I'm sorry, Best but I,
2: I, I, at the moment i can the only version of batman of uh, robin that's currently me in my head is the epic lloyd version from epic rap battles oh my uh, god that's, that was a that's literally that's literally just spinning around my head it was like hey i'm like no get it out of my head now yeah anyway
3: i just i just think of i was watching a robot chicken episode and it was <laughs> batman had ways to get rid of every he had his folders and is like how to kill every single one of them and it was like oh yeah superman is just like kryptonite and yeah that's what that is and Robin goes but oh, what's this this one's got my name on it what does it have how do you plan to kill me he clicks on it empty it's like why is it empty Batman? Well you don't you have a plan for it? then Batman just slaps him and he goes oh I give up
0: and he's like yeah that's about it that's all I got <laughs>
1: oh. I feel so bad for Robin.
2: I I don't. <laughs> no, no. Neither do I. He, Not the original one. He chose that anymore. life.
3: Batman uh, didn't drag him into it. He chose that life. What is he calling himself now? Not Dick anymore.
0: Uh, no, Rick? it's uh, Jason. Middle name Dick. No,
3: it's James. Because he's he's Dick Gra- uh Richard Grayson, and he's calling himself Rick or something.
0: Yeah, they no longer use Dick.
3: <laughs> yeah, because it's yeah, he's no longer Dick Grayson. I go by Rick now. It's
0: or, yeah, Dude, I like, I like that one comic they introduced where he became the second Batman. His outfit was so awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. No, but uh, yeah, it's just been interesting seeing on how DC is doing this soft reboot to everything, because now instead of going and continuing with the Batfleck Batman, they're retooling a Batman origin film that they were working on anyway, is now being changed over and they are apparently going back to the detective roots which makes me feel a lot better. Um Suicide Squad is getting just a straight up reboot. Mm-hmm. Cuz by well, James Gunn. Yeah, which he's working for also now uh, yeah, Guardians
3: again. So Yeah, yeah,
1: he's back cuz he's, he's back at Marvel, so he's in both 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 pots now. Yeah. It's that's going to be very interesting to see, especially since he's also helming on the script as well. So I've got a good feeling about that. It's just it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with this, because they're basically nixing the entire story with Suicide Squad in the first place. They've got Harley Quinn in a Birds of Prey movie that's coming out here relatively soon. I need to actually check the date. I think it's next April or something like that. But we've got that. We've got the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie that's replacing jo- or Dave or, uh Jared Leto, which thank
2: God I will, Jared Leto did a hmm. decent job, but at the same time I think it was a little bit uh, too
1: much. At he, the same a good time job of
2: acting, was it really like, yeah. his fault? Uh maybe because he went real. A good portion of that was him real yeah. into it
3: uh he did the whole method acting thing for it so like that is his idea of the joker so god
1: delivering you know dead rats to his co-workers trailers
3: uh yeah dead rats and like condoms and such yeah
1: yeah i mean he went totally in and like i enjoy him and like uh what's that showing him prime mozart of the jungle like good there good in uh, Fight Club, despite me standing by. It's a horrible book adaptation. It's a fun film and he's a good in it. Um, Yeah, they, they just wrote that character I think so extreme and him being that kind of method actor took it too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just translates to total crazy and quite honestly you could have cut him out of the movie and it would have made no difference.
0: No, yeah. He, yeah. he, he had
2: he's no bearing on that plot.
0: No, no really no reason to be there.
2: Yeah. Well, like, nope. the thing is with me is that the part that really tore me out of like about because was the tattoos. Yeah. If they had kept the body tats, I would have been fine with it. Oh, the face but tats. The face tats? tats drew me out. Ah, 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 ah. Everything else was okay in my opinion, but it, but the face tats just drew me out too much. I just I'm so confused by
1: what even direction they were going for with that one because we've seen a lot of different iterations of Joker, mm-hmm. but I've never seen one that was a straight-up thug. It's a yeah. little odd. That is, why, did they go, yeah, yeah. why did they Joker's go? Joker's
2: never thing? been a thug. Maybe he's it's
3: not a more he's... appealable to the kids these days. That's a lot of that movie nah. was that though.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of that
0: movie was because Joker is supposed to be this. You know, he wears a suit. He's always
1: presentable. I guess is a word. Well, I mean, he's, he's always kind of, he's always captured the style of a classic clown, not the exaggerated one with the big buttons and all that, and all that stuff. Mm. He is an entertainer
2: at heart. Speaking of which, jumping back into the trailer.
1: Yes. Yes. Cause we haven't talked about that yet. Mm. Yeah.
2: Speaking about the new trailer, which is, um, I can never remember. I can never remember his first name. no matter Joaquin, how many times I've Joaquin Phoenix. Wa- uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Lockheed As soon as I saw this was like, <laughs> wait, Joker film? And then it and then I cuz I didn't look at the subtext about who was going to play it and then it popped up with Wakim and I'm like, holy fuck. Yes. Well, that was
3: I thought that was talked about for a while though.
2: I personally hadn't heard about it. They haven't been I kind of I'd heard promotion. of something with him, but I didn't think it would actually went any it went through with it at all. Yeah. This And so I went into I was looking at it. I'm like, okay, okay. And then you can kind of see there's stuff, something with his mother. Okay, his, okay. It was like to always put on a smile on your face and etc. And then they literally put him in a clown costume.
3: Yes. Well, that's, that's what the Joker is.
2: No, no I know, but I meant the, 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 the sign spinning.
3: Yes. Is what I'm yep. talking about.
2: Yeah. And I was like, okay, interesting. Okay. okay. What did you think, Tyler?
3: Um, It was, it seems, God, it doesn't even feel like a, it feels like a drama movie in the same sense of movies like, uh, uh, what movie am I thinking of, um, Requiem for a Dream? Oh, Okay. Like 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 it doesn't even feel like a DC clown movie It just feels like a guy who's at a really tough time with life and it's just going through all the drama that he's going through and it's always just everything that happens is shit and he just that's one of the things he's also like a clown uh, a science spinning clown mascot and that's just one of his jobs and he gets beaten up a lot for dressing like that and then he just sort of has a mental breakdown and then yeah. normally those movies would then end with him just sort of dying sadly
1: and that's what that's the feel yeah, i told totally <laughs> and i'm totally agreeing with that i'm actually really curious to see because warner brothers is describing this as a teaser trailer and something that we see you know marvel has become masters of this when they I think these, they're calling
3: it an official trailer now because everything i was looking up it's all just official trailer is what they're calling it have now. they
1: actually changed the title on there oh let's take yeah, a look everything it. yeah i don't know
3: They're Uh, calling it a teaser trailer. Really? Yeah. Which everyone else is calling it an official trailer. I think because it's been picked up by so many people and everyone. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because
1: Warner Brothers on their official channels and on their website are referring to it as a teaser trailer. Okay. And the thing that matters with using the words teaser trailer versus uh, movie trailer or film trailer, when you have a teaser trailer, there's no real guidelines or stipulations saying that you need to have. X amount of the actual film in the trailer. It can just be something that's purely just to go and tease what's coming. Mm-hmm. And we've seen, especially with, uh, Avengers Endgame, They have only put out teaser trailers and the directors have come out after every one of them, with the exception of the one that dropped last week, that most of the scenes in it are not actually from the film. Huh? which I think is a smart move on their part. Yeah, they did the same thing with Thor Ragnarok and where they changed all the backgrounds to make it look like it was a different film.
3: Did it with Infinity War. Exactly. They they superimposed uh, Hulk in one of the fights.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, they're they've gotten very good about that. And what has me kind of curious here, because we're starting to see a lot of little snippets of things coming out from DC, but even like Aquaman's trailer dropped within four months of the actual film release. They didn't do an early screening or an early trailer release trying to get people hyped for the film. They really waited until the last second to go and move on that one. Uh, They did the same thing with uh, Shazam. They released one trailer as a teaser way back about eight months ago and then didn't give us really anything until about the last six weeks or so now. And they're starting to really hit it hard trying to go and promote the film. And we've also already seen just between the first trailer and the second one, just on how much has changed a lot of the scenes that we thought were cohesively cut. We can see, you know, they were doing different voiceovers and stuff like that. I'm actually kind of curious to see here if they're, and I think in a smart way, trying to make this trailer more viral. And then we'll get an official one that'll give us actually more of the film uh, closer to the actual release itself. Because this trailer, or this teaser trailer, has already caught a lot of buzz just right off the bat, getting a feel of things. This almost feels more like the origin of Heath Ledger's Joker than it does Jared Leto's or uh, the uh, Jack Nicholson one or yeah. any a of the others. Really
2: quick about origin stories, real fast. Yeah, when it comes to the Joker, mm-hmm. the original version of the Joker before the Jack, the first on screen. Yeah, real life version like the Jack Nicholson did,
1: mm-hmm. or Cesar A. Romero in the yeah, Batman, whatever, whichever he it's
3: had a mustache, famous. he still had his mustache every time, and they would paint over his mustache, <laughs>
2: he had, like, this weird painted yeah. mustache over top, which is awesome. But, um, for that, when they did it. <laughs> Did they, like, I'm trying to remember the general, was it a chemical, it was a chemical accident, wasn't it? One of the things that started it? Um, I, because I, a lot of the villains was like, because I'm, I'm trying to remember, it was like wasn't like the white permanent.
1: It depends well, on which one you go with. Yeah, like Batman the Animated Series, which you know, that's the one that I know the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the whole origin story. You know, the night that uh, the Joker was created was also the first night that uh Batman meant Harvey Dent back when mm-hmm. you know he was still a good guy before his horrible accident happened and um yeah that was something that you know Batman caused him to go and turn white but you know even before that you had the Red Hood origin stories it, there was a lot of changes to that his his whole mythos is a weird one sometimes yeah. he's just been perfectly pale sometimes he's been why? Sometimes did, it was an accident. Yeah,
2: these been all over he the just place. just himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. But no, because I'm thinking I think whenever I think like Joker, I think like Arkham. Mm-hmm. Arkham Joker, which is as close to original Joker as you can get in this day and age, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, which by the way, I love that fucking Joker in the Arkham series. It was. Badass as shit.
1: When, whenever you have Mark Hamill as a Joker, yeah. you can't
2: go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Mark, the best Joker. <laughs> just that Pretty voice. Much. Um. But yeah, it's just stuff like that, and I was just thinking, I'm like, because because I'm just seeing, I was like, oh yeah, a guy hard down on his luck and everything like that, and I'm like, okay. But yeah, like you had mentioned, Rob, um, it's very much. Um a Keith uh is it Heath? Is is it Heath or Keith? I can not remember. It's Heath, Heath Ledger, Heath, Heath Ledger. Yeah. yeah, Heath Ledger Origin, uh mm-hmm. Joker Origin, then uh Romero's or a uh, comic book or yeah. you know. And I don't know, I just like I watching that trailer I was like, it looks cool, it looks kind of cool, and I'm kind of excited to see how Phoenix takes it, but at the same time I'm like I Like, a lot of things where I grew up with some with a certain image, I always have trouble getting past that image.
1: And, and that's perfectly reasonable. I and mean, no, like, I'm of... not
2: saying that I don't, like, enjoy the films or anything. Oh,
1: yeah, no, but, but... I
2: mean, it's like
1: Doctor Who. Very few people get over their first Doctor. Not to say they can't go and enjoy the others, but they still think, you know,
2: their God damn it, it,
1: I still remember Matt Smith. God damn it, I still remember David Tennant. God damn it, I still remember that guy that only survived a season. <laughs> for me it's always going to be tom baker i will always look at them as tom baker yeah doesn't mean i don't enjoy him but yeah i still have that thought in my head same with like batman i know the animated series one i know the one with mark hamill's voice it's not to say i didn't love nicholson it's not to say that i haven't loved you know romero i've got a weird soft spot for with the adam west batman series mm-hmm. but that's also just because
2: he is such a clown yeah like for me, the the voice of Batman will always be Kevin, Kevin yeah. Conroy. Yeah, um, like that's the quintessential one for me. Yeah. And although like Arkham Batman, I can't remember did was did Kevin come back for a bunch of Arkham? Yeah, Conroy
1: did. Uh, uh, what was it? Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham
2: Knight did not do Arkham Origins. <laughs> yes, there we go um that's why i adore those because i'm like oh i hear childhood yeah um and that's the same with any series like Uh for in my in my childhood like i'm like i'm sure you guys all have like a voice like from your favorite show Uh you will always will hear oh that's my that's my character yeah (laughs) like It's like, I've been, here's a good example of this kind of throws me off a little bit now that I've kind of started to make connections, especially when it comes to voice actors. Um, I've started very recently getting into critical role. And because of that, I've been doing a lot of like sectionary stuff and finding out roles of people that I've been of characters. And I realizing, oh, wait, they're all the same fucking person. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of them. Like are. Kevin, like Matt Mercer is everywhere, and <laughs> like Travis, um, Travis Wellingham, Laura Bailey, Talison, uh, I can't remember his, his other his name, Marisha Ray, um, Sam Dregal, like all these. Guys. Oh, and Liam, Liam Dryden is an uh, Liam is another one. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm just because I've watched these kind of clip together, so I'm like. Oh, yeah, they're all they all sound like, yeah,
3: <laughs> the beauty of voice actors
2: is you can do multiple voices and thus yep. you can do lots of work, well yeah, exactly, but but that's just the thing though, it's just the, like I hear, but there's a lot of people have like when they hear a voice, they think of something, mm-hmm.
1: well, it's um, like uh James Arnold Taylor for me, I think that's exactly. his name he he did the voice of uh. Uh, ratchet from ratchet and clank obi-wan kenobi and clone wars uh was leonardo in one of the teenage mutant ninja turtle shows uh Tidus, uh from final fantasy like he's done all of these things that i've grown up with and it's like you don't always pick up on it right away and then he'll say something it's just like it's ratchet, ratchet. <laughs> that's ratchet right
0: there. <laughs> mine would have to be the voice actor for megatron for beast wars
1: Oh, what the hell was his name? Because
0: he's done so many roles, and a lot of them was Megatron, but he's also done like a bunch of villains for video games that I fairly enjoyed. Oh, what the hell
1: is that guy's name?
0: Now, like now he, you're drive me crazy. He did Higo this. Ego? Yeah. Higo no, no, Weaving. no. David, David K.
2: David K. Sorry.
0: He did Higo this. Weaving
2: like... He did standard Transformers. Beast Wars was done by David K.
0: Yeah, he did this uh, video where uh, he's saying "Have yourself a merry little Christmas" and all these different voices. He's done. Oh dear God! And it was the best thing ever. I'll i show. I should show you the video sometime. But like his take on Megatron for um, Beast Wars was one of my favorites. He just did a good job doing his own little menacing take on it.
1: Okay, good I'm sorry. I got. Ga- I got this sp- huge. I got to stop you for a second here because I'm a little um. I'm curious if you did this intentionally or not. So, um, David With K, that. I just brought up Ratchet. You just brought up Clank. Are <laughs> yes. you aware of that? <laughs> no, I was not.
0: That is awesome. That is yes. Makes me see, love him even better. Oh my see, god! See, they've been
2: fucking everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's that's how you know a good voice actor if he's got lots of stuff under his belt.
2: Yeah, I'm just scrolling down his down the so his awesome. list right now, and it's huge. It's <laughs> so cool. He was also James McManus in Battlestar Galactica. Oh, really?
3: I was just thinking about a uh, voice actor. He was actor. also in Happy always... Gilmore.
2: <laughs> the voice happy...
3: actor that I always hear is uh, Jason Marsden. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. If you know that one. He's in a lot of things that you'll be like, I know. that's a, But that's another one where it's like, it's the same voice a lot. Yeah. Where he's like, he can recognize his voice and you go, oh, I know
2: that guy. But uh, anyway, jumping back to. Jumping back, back to, to DC? Jump- yeah, back to yeah Joker. we've been
1: everywhere but DC. <laughs> no, but, no,
2: but jumping back to Joker. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. You're right. I don't know. It's, we're going to have to see what it goes like. I don't think it's going to be like a smash hit. I don't know. But- uh, oh, I, to say if it's a
3: smash hit or not, it might be because it feels very much back to like the dark knight era of like drama
1: yeah no it, like i said it's got a real heath ledger kind of feel about it and it's kind of interesting seeing how you know granted they still have the intention of doing a connected universe but dc has changed its approach ma- her approach massively with justice league underperforming expectations wonder woman outperforming expectations and aquaman destroying everybody's expectations. <laughs> it should have sucked. It should have sucked. But damn it, Aquabro. You're my favorite Aquabro, bro.
3: <laughs> so to what the point that even in Lego Movie 2, they just yeah. like recast him as Aquaman. He just like, yo, <laughs> we even have new Aquaman
1: and old Aquaman in that movie. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I just... It's, it's oh. interesting seeing them actually apparently learning from mistakes and, you know, getting Snyder out of it. He's no longer doing any of the creative controls they brought in. Um, I can't remember his name, but this is the guy that's been uh, spearheading DC Comics uh, relaunch. They're bringing him in as kind of a foil to uh, Joe Quesada, who's been overseeing all the Marvel film uh, productions on there he seems to actually at least have some care for the characters and the comics and isn't trying to massively change who they are. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to see. Cause we've got that to look forward to. That's coming in October. Shazam, like I said, is already great. We've got wonder woman, 1984 coming up next year, birds of prey. We've got the Batman solo film, uh, no word as to what's going on with the, you know, Deathstroke movie, since that's no longer tied to Batfleck or anything like that. Who knows if that's actually still going on. But I... it's, it's interesting to see. I'm very curious to see where they're going to go, because now that they're not trying to play for this Avengers-style uh, production, they're actually making some things that have me interested. And it's exciting. It is exciting. Also, you can't go wrong with Joaquin
3: Phoenix.
2: He's exactly. Uh, oh, he's amazing.
3: You can't. You just. You go. Oh, it's, I'll go see his movie. You. Just, you just go. Is it
2: bad that as soon as I saw his face, I immediately the song "Walk the Line" immediately went th- into my head? I don't
3: know if that's a good or bad thing. Really, it's just. Uh, it's a thing. Well, it's,
2: I have a well, question. You you saw uh
1: what was the movie uh Ring of Fire the Johnny uh, Johnny Cash movie? Yep, that's exactly where I'm talking. I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's where he really permeated a lot of people's, you know, uh, mindset. Because he fully dedicated himself to that role. He was scary good in that. John, you had a question.
0: Yeah, it was, it was to go back to reboots, if that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So my question is, so it's like, yeah, so we got a new actor playing Batman, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, do you guys think it's truly necessary to make a movie just to introduce a, a new actor that's going to take the place of the old one? Or at the same time, do you think it's okay just to keep going forward with the story? Like is it would we do we really need to make Is that making sense? Like mm-hmm. like just keep uh, going with it and make act like nothing happened. I want to know what you guys thought
3: on this. Like they've done it with uh James Bond movies where they just yeah. keep changing people like that all the time um but then yeah it just always turns into a weird reboot i it's it's I, it's uh, uh here i'll just say my thing yeah it's go for it go for it kind of like an older school thing like it, it might be outdated just because of how movies are always so connected but then i i don't know it, it used to be the big norm where like your movie was contained And then once it stopped, it was like sorta a soft reboot, but it was just a new actor, but a completely contained story that didn't arc over multiple movies.
1: Yeah, Mm. I don't know. This this to me is definitely a kind of a kind of a tough question because I don't think you need an origin story necessarily to introduce a new actor, and that doesn't seem to be what they're trying to do with this Batman solo film because it's supposed to be a young Batman 20 years ago. It's not supposed mm. to be necessarily connected to this. So in this one's case, it's a little different.
2: Unlike the... uh, every single freaking st- uh, Spider-Man series. Oh dear God. Right. Um, Before
1: Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. Which that one, I mean, at least it was nice and just didn't try to go and shove the, you know, uncle Ben's got to die thing down our throats again. We've had enough of that. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, unceremoniously killing off Gwen Stacy. Uh <clears throat> still have a lot of weird emotions about that film uh anyway but i don't know hollywood for once actually seems to be trying something different because yeah they've established a couple of hits with dc the same way that like paramount pictures with the transformers movies they've had a couple of hits but they've also had some misfires and both of these companies seem to be doing these soft reboots the fact that they're just kind of Pretending that Suicide Squad really didn't exist and they're going and doing a soft reboot of that where they'll have some returning characters and some new stuff and it's a whole new take on all of it. They're pretty much just ignoring the fact that Justice League even happened at this point. They might Mm -hmm. still make it canonical in this whole thing, but as of right now, it looks like they're just pretending it didn't happen and just focusing on individual characters and building it up like they should have in the first place. I don't know. I... Is it necessary to have a new origin story just to introduce us to a new guy playing the role? No. Because quite honestly, you could have just taken the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man stories, just set them off to the side, and just thrown Andrew Garfield into a story that didn't have us reintroduced to the whole origin thing. And I think it would have been just as competent. Mm -hmm. Of course, part of that also involves having good scripts that can go and carry an actor, so that people don't think about the fact you're not the same guy. Because... A good actor to
3: carry a script.
1: Yeah, that's just it. Because, like, the one thing that I have to go and give credit to, whether we're talking about the Tim Burton Batman movies, rolling into the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, and then going on to the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies, nobody ever really had a problem with the fact that they were changing up the Batman actors and all that stuff. It was no, really they necessary. Are. Yeah, it was only really necessary to have an origin story in Batman Begins just because they didn't want or they wanted to make sure the precedent was set that this is not connected to those other ones.
0: Yeah. You know, know what's also kind of cool to think about in a way that these Mm -hmm. superheroes are becoming legendary to the point where it's very similar to James Bond. Mm -hmm. Like a new actor comes in and fills that role and it's kind of it's cool to see that. Because I'm, I look around. I'm, we're seeing generations, three different generations enjoying a movie, which I think is really, really heartening and really nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair point. Very fair point. I can't think of something better to end on. Agreed. John, dig us out.
0: Well, thank you for joining us on this uh, podcast of Soccer Rangers in Space. Um, feel free to listen, subscribe to us. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes, and there's the third one. What's the third one? Google Stitcher.
1: Play Music Podcast. Google Play Stitcher.
0: Music. And Stitcher.
1: And SoundCloud and, until and they SoundCloud. kick
0: us <laughs> And please, find us on Instagram. We have a page there. We do yes. have a page there. And, Ranger. and thank you all for listening to us this week. Signing us off. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger.
1: I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. And I'm Tyler! I'm the blah... Batman.
0: He's Batman. Okay, (laughs) that's it. I'm flying this into the sun.
1: Not again!